What if just one lifestyle change could help you avoid getting cancer, or diabetes, or heart disease, or high blood pressure? This one change could cut your risk of chronic disease and add years to your life. Well, the simple solution to so many of these problems is to eat a healthy diet. In other words, one centered around whole plant foods. Welcome to the Nutrition Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger. Today on the podcast, I answer a wide range of your questions on a recent episode of Facebook Live. A few of our topics include the difference between the whole food plant-based diet and vegan diets, and how to motivate yourself to reduce your intake of meat. Enjoy. Dr. Michael Greger coming to you live from my treadmill, as I do every month. And let us go to the questions and see what you have for me today. All right, Fernanda says, what is the ideal LDL? Ideal LDL depends on whether or not you have been diagnosed with heart disease. If you have not, a lifetime LDL, well, actually a lifetime LDL under 100 um, uh, uh, should protect you from heart disease. However, if you didn't figure this out until middle age and your, uh, and your LDLs uh, uh, too high, and you're trying to get it down to prevent heart disease, then 70 would be the target. If you already have heart disease, um, uh, then the target uh, draw in terms of secondary prevention, prevent the second heart attack, drops down to like 30 to 50, or basically as low as possible. So wait a second, could there be a harm of having cholesterol too low? We didn't know until PCSK9 inhibitors came out. Uh, we have these new biologic injectable drugs, which can drop people's cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, into the single digits. And um, still not seeing any problems with uh, hormone manufacture like testosterone, estrogen, or um, uh, um, any other uh, issues that have piled on. Uh, so only benefit as you go lower and lower. Um, but we don't, uh, most people should not need drugs to get their LDL down. They just need to cut out or cut down on the three things that increase one's cholesterol, and that is saturated fat found mostly in um, animal fats and junk trans fats found almost exclusively now in animal fat, now that's been removed from the food supply, um, from uh, partially hydrogenated oils, and third is dietary cholesterol found predominantly in eggs, but throughout the animal kingdom. Just do all that, your cholesterol should drop right down. Add in a whole bunch of high fiber um, uh, plant foods, which is say whole plant foods, um, and you can push your cholesterol down even further. Yes, in addition to eating healthy, there are a few foods, particularly, that may lower LP little a further. And I think those are um, black cumin seed and um, flax seeds. Okay, this is uh, from Heidi, new to plant-based, mostly fruit diet, okay? For any to take vitamin B12 supplement, absolutely, or vitamin B12 fortified foods, one of those two. Um, uh, critically important uh, for anyone eating a plant-centered diet, even if you're not, um, even if it's not strictly plant-based, um, critically important to do. Okay, next up, Jacqueline says, what is the, oh, that's a good question. What is the difference between vegan and whole food plant-based diet? Um, so a vegan diet is defined as not eating animal products and oftentimes also has other stipulations like not wearing uh, animal products. 
Um, uh, but from a strictly dietary point of view, no animal products. But that means you could live off of French fries and beer and cotton candy um, and have a strictly vegan diet and have a horrible diet, right? Um, whereas whole food plant-based diet is it doesn't just say what you don't eat, but actually says what you do eat. Oh, you actually eat vegetables. That's nice. So whole food plant-based diet, one is trying to minimize the intake of meat, eggs, dairy, and junk and maximize the intake of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, your beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, um, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, mushrooms, basically real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices. Next up, we have Mike. What a good name. What do I think of Kate, Dr. Kate Sh Shanahan, fat burn fix, specifically grass-fed beef, Pasteur, I, I, um, uh, that's uh, when you raise them germ-free, uh, pasture-raised meat and dairy. I have never heard of uh, Dr. Shanahan or the fat burn fix. Um, what do I think of grass-fed beef um, uh, or pasture-raised meat and dairy? Still has central fat, trans fats, cholesterol, all the things I just talked about that actually increase your LDL cholesterol. Number one cause of, uh, I mean, the leading risk factor for the number one cause of death in men and women. Now, is that better than eating bacon? It is better than processed meat. Yes, indeed. Unprocessed red meat is healthier than processed red meat. So better than bacon, ham, bologna, sausage. Uh, but uh, um, certainly not as good as uh, eating some hummus. Next up, uh, Oz asks, how do I motivate myself to reduce my meat intake? went to very small amounts to back to previous amounts. Oh, okay. Well, one can, depending on your personality, uh, things may work differently. One can educate yourself, continue to educate yourself. One can control one's environment. Um, and so if you just don't have meat in the house, um, uh, it's easier to, you know, it's just like um, not having junk in the house. I mean, it's easier not to eat cookies when there aren't cookies in the cupboard kind of thing. And, and educating yourself about the various, um, whether you care about your health, you educate about health, if you care about the environment, you can educate yourself about environmental impacts, um, care about pandemic risk, if you care about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, animal uh, issues, um, you know, you can kind of constantly, uh, you know, barrage yourself with information um, so you can live a life that is aligned with your values of, you know, wanting to have a healthy family and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully um, that helps. And, um, uh, you know, figure out like, what are you getting out of that, out of the meat? Do you like the taste? Is it the texture? Is it, you know, are there other things you could explore that are healthier with the same text, taste, texture, whatever? Is it just like one recipe you really love it in? Well, maybe we can swap that out. Um, there's all sorts of wonderful resources online for people to do that. Um, worst comes to worst, there are um, uh, uh, you know plant-based meats on the market now. Uh, certainly better than animal-based meats. Not as good as you know eating beans or something, but um, certainly uh, zero cholesterol, usually less saturated fat, no trans fats. Um, so, and actually has a little fiber, so certainly healthier and can give you those the same kind of taste and textures that you grew up with um, on your transition towards eating a, a diet centered around whole plant foods, which would really be ideal. Next question, Maria. 
says, I have, oh, constant post-nasal drip. Oh, I had it for years. Been hopeful plant-based till since May, still have it. What am I doing wrong? Well, so post-nasal drip um, can be an allergic, uh, have, a, have an allergic component. Could be dust, um, could be uh, dander, could be, you know, pollen, that kind of thing. Um, and so you can, for example, try an air filter, like a HEPA filter at night um, in, your, um, in the room that you sleep. Um, and that can kind of take some allergens out of the air, and that may help. Give that a try. Okay, next up, Jason says, what do I think about Dave Asprey? Uh, says a lot of stuff about MCT oil, recommends eating fats. Don't, I've never heard of Dave Asprey. Eating fats isn't like just drinking oil or spoonfuls of lard or something. I mean, I encourage people to eat fats in whole plant foods like avocados and nuts and seeds and things. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend uh, eating isolated fats if indeed that's what Dave is saying. Okay, next up, Pelican. Not Pelican 1 through 6, but Pelican 7 says, this is a typical question that I'm having a lot of trouble finding proper clarity for, okay? The soaking nuts and seeds and legumes in water with a little salt. Well, you don't have to soak legumes, but you do have to cook legumes, but you wouldn't want to add salt. It has nothing to do with phytic acid. Uh, we get way too much salt. Uh, and indeed, hypertension is the leading cause of death on planet Earth. Um, so don't worry about soaking nuts and seeds. Don't add salt to anything if you can help it. And, uh, you don't need to soak your legumes, but you do need to cook them. Oh, unless you want to sprout them. Like you can sprout lentils. Some, some legumes you can sprout. Sprout lentils are a wonderful, healthy snack and super easy. Any advice on asthma? Yes, I got videos on both preventing and treating asthma. Typically they have to do with increasing food and vegetable consumption. There's actually studies where they took people reduce their fruit and vegetable consumption and increase their fruit and vegetable consumption randomized to each group. And those increased fruit and vegetable consumption, if I remember correctly, significantly lower uh, asthma exacerbation rates. But what's interesting about this study um, is the group randomized to low fruit and vegetable consumption was like the average fruit and vegetable consumption of the American public. So it was like putting people in the low fruit and vegetable group that did so poorly in the study. That was just like the average fruit and vegetable group. So definitely we want to increase our fruits and vegetables. Whether that's because of an anti-inflammatory effect or an antioxidant effect, who knows, who cares? Eat more fruits and vegetables um, uh, for, um, to decrease one's risk. Um, also high-fiber foods, uh, they, they butyrate, the short-chain fatty acid produced from all prebiotics like fibers, just in starch. When we eat things like whole grains and legumes, uh, converted by our good gut flora into the short-chain fatty acids like butyrate, which are absorbed through our system, circulate through our body, have anti-inflammatory effects, including within the airways, um, which should help with asthma. Matt says, what do we think about supplementing with EPA only, not DHA, for cardiovascular risk-reducing effects seen in the REDUCE-IT trial? Long, well, I could go through the whole long story, but basically, so, but the bottom line is that, you know, randomized controlled trials, the randomized people to fish oil have found no benefit, little or no benefit for cardiovascular disease um, until, dun, 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 and all of a sudden this new reducer trial came out, um, and uh, which uh, tried just the EPA instead of the EPA and DHA, it was a typical mix in fish oil, and found a significant reduction. Now, if you, of course, if you throw it in with all the other failed trials, it 
washes out and there's actually no benefit. But they're saying, well, no, but this is kind of a special formulation um, or at least the, the pharmaceutical company that produces this stuff um, says this is a special formulation. It turns out it may have been the placebo control that they chose. They, of course, funded the study. Um, they chose mineral oil as the placebo control, um, as opposed to um, another trial um, that recently came out and used corn oil as a control, which is a better control because it's neutral, whereas mineral oil actually increased um, uh, CRP, uh, uh, C-reactive protein, increased inflammation, increased LDL cholesterol. And so this is a classic big pharma drug industry trick where they choose as the comparator something they know is to be inferior so their new fancy drug looks better. And so they choose mineral oil um, to make the, so, so we don't exactly know how much just the pure EPA is actually helping people. Um, there are more uh, uh, studies on the way, but no, I would not take um, EPA or DHA um, for cardiovascular disease prevention. However, EPA may indeed help with cognitive function later in life, which is why I recommend people consider it. Okay, what is the best way to get sufficient zinc? I've run into a chronic deficiency and had to supplement. Uh, I'm curious how you got diagnosed with chronic deficiency. It's really hard to actually measure zinc status. But um, if that were the case, um, then um, you don't need to supplement with zinc. You need zinc-rich foods. Uh, the reason why men, for example, have lower uh, zinc levels than women um, is for the opposite reason, that uh, women have tend to have lower iron levels because they lose iron every month. And uh, men use zinc, lose zinc in every seminal emission. Right? Zinc is, uh, is found in semen to protect um, the sperm and in found in all seeds, not just semen. Uh, and so it can found in not just uh, nuts and seeds, which are seeds, um, but also beans, which are botanically seeds as well. Um, whole grains. What are whole grains? They're seeds. They're, 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 you know, anything you put in the ground turns into a plant. That's a seed botanically. Um, so these are the foods packed with lots of zinc because zinc has this quality that helps with, uh, with kind of reproduction and growth. Um, so that's, that's, that's where you should get your zinc from. Shouldn't need to supplement. Okay, Peter Rabbit. Are plastics, plastics and chewing gum, serve for human's health? I didn't know there was plastic in chewing gum. I don't think there's plastic in chewing gum. If there was, be a concern. You don't want to eat plastic, but uh, I, I guess is this a question? Is the gum base in chewing gum bad? I would not worry about the gum base, and I'm not sure what you're talking about, about plastics. Miyazaki Fan 100 says, healthy sodium intake for endurance athletes. What about treating hypotension with salt intake? Um, uh, you do not have to go out of your way to add salt to your diet, or you shouldn't have to. And uh, we should not treat anything but symptomatic hypotension. So people, if you're like, oh my God, my blood pressure is low. Well, that's actually good. We want uh, basically lower the better without becoming symptomatic which is kind of like iron stores. We want to have our, you know, iron as low as possible, but without causing symptoms or dropping uh, hemoglobin. Okay, Tom Dunnick says, dangers of glyphosates in organic legumes of which have been reported. Well, so organic legumes by definition, by the 2002 USDA organic Senate shouldn't have any glyphosates in them, but if there's some kind of cross-contamination, we don't even know if there's adverse effects of glyphosates in 
you know, uh, you know, conventional soybeans for something, for example, which is where you find uh, presumably the highest levels. That's the Roundup pesticide, and we just simply don't have any human data. Okay, what do we got next? We got Karen. Does Santa Cabalman reduce potassium levels in the blood? Not that I know of, and cannot imagine a mechanism by which that would happen. Uh, that is my preferred form of vitamin B12 for supplementation. Doc, be gone. Hope you're not talking about me. What do you think about uh, a teaspoon of organic flaxseed oil on organic popcorn so the herbs and spices stick to it? I also spray apple cider vinegar on it. Doesn't that do it? Works for me. I think I use malt vinegar, same thing. Um, uh, what do I think about a teaspoon of flaxseed oil? Um, unnecessary. If you want your stuff to stick to it, you can use it just kind of water-based stuff. Um, you can spritz uh, anything you want on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unnecessary is what I would say to that. Um, Lewis says, does the high content of omega-6 in walnuts, there's really not a high content of omega-6 in walnuts, um, interfere with the absorption of the omega-3 that is also present in walnuts? I'm under the impression they share the same pathway of absorption. Uh, not exactly, not absorption, but same pathway in terms of elongation with uh, an enzyme called delta-6 desaturase. Um, the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 walnuts is actually uh, excellent. Certainly the highest 3 to 6 ratio of any nuts, although something like flaxseed would be even better. So, I mean, the only thing about omega-6, we're not exactly sure how impactful this is, but we should probably stay away from omega-6 rich oils, which are like the junky stuff you find in uh, junk food, which is cottonseed oil, uh, corn oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Um, and so if you just stay away from country sources of that, you probably don't have to worry about your omega-6 ratio in whole healthy foods. Okay, 24 Swiffer says, 80 grams of my protein a day comes from soy. Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, well, the 80 grams of protein may be a problem, uh, unless you are absolutely humongous. Um, we really only need 20 grams for a healthy kilogram of body weight. Although, look, you weigh 100 kilograms, right? Uh, what is that, 240 pounds, something like that, 220 pounds? Um, ideal body weight, not measured body weight. Oh, and I mean, presumably the only way you're doing that is by taking soy protein supplements, which I would not recommend. Uh, I wouldn't recommend any um, protein supplements. Um, in fact, I think what's going to come out of my How Not to Age book on longevity is a protein restriction may actually be one of the secrets. Although I'm still working on it, don't take my word for it until all the research is done. Okay, man of constant sorrow. That sounds depressing. How do I treat IBS? Oh, I um, I think vomiting when eating under stress, I wouldn't consider that an irritable bowel syndrome issue. Well, I would not eat under stress. Uh, yeah, and I would, yeah, and I would, uh, you know, make sure you don't have like some kind of esophageal stricture or something. That is not a normal symptom people should have. Maria says, how come my husband got COVID and I didn't? He eats a carnivore diet and I eat a plant-based diet, but sometimes I eat seafood. Um, there's only one study um, that uh, on, on plant-based diets and COVID, which um, did not find any difference in prevalence rates, but just a difference in severity. So people who eat plant-based may have less severe courses of COVID, but did not have 
um, but it was not measuring the chance of getting COVID in the first place. The reason that your husband got COVID and you didn't is because either uh, they got uh, you got exposed to a larger dose or he didn't have uh, whatever um, immune um, capacity that you had. Hopefully, um, uh, those are that was a breakthrough infection that, and hopefully you are both vaccinated to reduce, particularly to reduce your risk of getting infected in the first place, but most importantly, reduce your risk of a severe course. We would love it if you could share with us your stories about reinventing your health through evidence-based nutrition. Go to nutritionfacts.org slash testimonials. We may share it on our social media to help inspire others. To see any graphs, charts, graphics, images, or studies mentioned here, please go to the Nutrition Facts podcast landing page. There you'll find all the detailed information you need, plus links to all the sources we cite to each of these topics. My latest two books are How to Survive a Pandemic, available on ebook, audiobook, or actual book, and the How Not to Diet cookbook, with more than 100 recipes for delicious and nutritious meals. All proceeds I receive from the sales of my books go to charity. NutritionFacts.org is a nonprofit, science-based public service where you can sign up for free daily updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos and articles. Everything on the website is free. There's no ads, no corporate sponsorship. It's strictly non-commercial. I'm not selling anything. I just put it up as a public service, as a labor of love, as a tribute to my grandmother, whose own life was saved with evidence-based nutrition.